What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, Freddy Fox, America's Big Brother, and we back with the Saturday Night Sit Down. What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, Freddy Fox, America's Big Brother, and this is the Saturday Night Sit Down. And in just a moment, I'll be sitting down with the one and only Mr. Sean Lovings. Hey, how are you, man? How are you? What's going on, Brother Freddy? How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. I'm blessed. I'm blessed, man. I, I, I'm truly honored, man, that you're on my show, man. I appreciate that, man. Man, hey, I appreciate you having me on, brother. I appreciate you reaching out and appreciate you loving what I'm doing right now with these kids, man. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, no, definitely, man. I, I seen that video because, you know, like I would give, give it to everybody, man. My whole point with this show, right, is I'm looking to reach out to the younger generation. You know what I mean? Like me for myself growing up, I know I struggled a lot um, trying to find my way into manhood, trying to become an adult and find my place in this world, you know. Um, and then when I had my little boy, too, you know, I was looking at him and seeing, you know, he's going to be going through these things and I want to do whatever I can to help him. But also there's 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 so many other young kids that are going through what we're going through. Um, and a lot of them, too, like I do a, um, a lot of my friends, they don't have their father wasn't in their life for one reason or the other. You know, what I mean, they were in prison, they passed away, they just walked out. Um, so many different reasons on why they weren't around. Um, you know, so it's just like by sitting down with men like you and other different men who have been through things, you provide a real positive role model on what it takes and, you know, the struggles that we go through to help guide them down the right path, you know? Right. Absolutely, <laughs> brother. Hey, <clears throat> you're not alone. I, I, I know, you know, we'll get to that a little bit. I'll dive in a little bit later, but I feel exactly what you're saying. And in teaching the kids in the public school sector, man, a lot of my kids are just like us, man. They face those same issues. Dad's not being in a home and that leadership, man, that male leadership is important. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, man. So, yeah, I mean, I was going through, and again, I guess based on, you know, the whole algorithm thing, what I'm looking at, I came across a video um, with Junior Young Man coming into the classroom all dressed up really nice and really sent a statement, man. I thought that was just such a beautiful thing uh, for, for somebody, for, for me to see, you know, I mean, I think that's something that we need to promote and really get more people to see it involved in. Um, so reaching out to you and, and I know uh, uh, like that video blew up and you got a lot of things. So I am again, I'm truly honored you taking the time to sit with me and be a part of my show, man. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Looking forward. So for, for starters, like I always ask everybody, I mean, my very first question to you is um, looking then into what the characteristics and qualities of what it takes to be a good man. What do you think those are? Well, you know, that, that's a really good question. And um, I'm going to lead with the one thing that I thought was real sexy as I got a little older and it's being a gentleman, being a gentleman and then understanding about how to be faithful, having integrity, being honest, self-confidence, you know, and you know, most important to me is good manners, man. I, uh, and that's what I teach these young boys and girls. I teach girls as well on uh, just having good manners. So that's a, that's my little quick little list of uh, those uh, important things right there. And I, and I feel that, you know, um, I, have, I have two kids of my own, right? My daughter's six, uh, and my son's about to be three in April. And um, that, that, that is actually one of the best compliments I got. And, you know, when she goes to school, so I'm go pick her up. And they're like, you know, she has such great manners. She's so polite and so courteous. And it's, it's, it's you know, something that, you know, I take pride in. You know, we really try to teach her please and thank you, you know, how to be ruled to really 
love everybody because that's what I want to show. Like, I love everybody. I love people, you know? And I think that's the only way that we can make this world as a better place is by injecting it with more and more love, you know? And seeing that carry on through my daughter and, and you know, definitely through my son because I'm going to push on him as well is just helping make this world a better place, you know? Right. No, absolutely, man. I agree. You I know, agree and and another part of that, you know, as far as those characteristics, like you said, you know, being a gentleman, having good manners and stuff like that, we have to pair them up with also having really strong morals and important morals in our life, right? Things that we hold near and dear to our heart and that we stick to no matter what. So for you, what are some of your key morals? Well, one of the things is, you know, I always tell the truth, man. I mean, because when you got to make up lies, lies have to continue to, you know, build upon the next lie. And, you know, so that's one of my real important morals, just tell the truth, you know, treat others how you want to be treated, you know, that's uh, another very important one for me and uh, keeping your promises. Now, I know a lot of us out there had, you know, let's, let's talk about those daddy issues just just for a second. You know, yeah, boy, I'm going to come pick you up. Boy, I'm going to come. And then it's, it's that whole age old. You still in movies and in books or whatever. You sitting on the stoop and you're mm -hmm. like, hey, he ain't come. He ain't called. He forgot about me. You know, so uh, Definitely keeping your promise and you know being dependable, man. That is, those are morals. Just a few of them. I mean, there's a long, longer list. But right now, I mean, those are some of the ones that I I, um, I, I really harp on and, and, and teach my own kids the same thing. And I think you touched on that. That's really important. Like you said, a lot of us uh, we've seen that 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 story. The kids just waiting on these two for their dad to show up and they're not being there. And, and I said that recently too. You know, it's I know it's just terrifying being a parent. It is, oh. you know, and even for myself, like, I'm so scared that, you know, I might make the wrong mistake or do something that's going to hurt them or, you know what I mean, like, or not do enough of something. And, you know, it's just, you're always kind of playing that guilt card on yourself, you know, like, am I doing too much? Am I not doing enough? Um, but like you said, just being there is a huge, huge thing. You know, you're showing on your face, being there every single day that you're trying, that you're working, you know, you're not getting it right, but you're there. Because like I said in this other great interview, you know what I'm saying? Like our kids, they're not going to remember all the times that we've been there, but they'll never forget the times we weren't. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know what I mean? And that, that's what really stings and that leaves that 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 that, uh, that negative impact that may cause them to do the same to their kids or at what I've seen in a lot of cases, though, with a lot of men that I've been talking to recently, it kind of does the opposite, that when they have their own kids, they they overcompensate and they try to beat it no matter what because they know what it's like. You know what I'm saying? Sitting on that stoop waiting for somebody who's never going to come. Right. Well, I mean, but that's the one of the things with that, man, is just communicate. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I mean, it, it costs nothing to communicate and let your child know, hey, dad's not going to make it this time. You know, I, I, I look, I had a star athlete daughter, you know, she played ball since she was five years old. I coached her until she got into middle school and then through high school, state champion. You know, and I played ball. I gave up on it because it was like nobody was there to support me. You know, it's amazing when you, you tell these stories to people and it's like, I, I hear, I say the same thing, I feel like over and over, but it is a, it's a fact. You know, um, I gave up on ball because I look up in the stands, I see all the other parents hugging on their kids. I ain't get that. I, I ain't know what that felt like. You know what I'm saying? So I always said to myself, even as a youngster, I was like, you know what? If I ever have a kid, my child would never go through that. My story is real deep. Hell, I was homeless for four years, mm. you know, bouncing around the city. You know, uh, when I when I uh, separated from my wife and later divorced, you know, uh, I didn't have family here in Atlanta. I, I was, you know, they were my family. And, you know, to go through such a hardship, I, I had an offer to go to L.A. and run a magazine because my background 
was in publishing and, and be a part of that movement. But it was like, okay, I never wanted my daughter to call or say, dad, I have a father daughter dance and I couldn't make it. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. My heart and say, well, I, I just go with my uncle, you know, and great dude. But at the end of the day, that ain't your daddy. I'm your daddy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, friends that let me use a car when I didn't have a car, you know, uh, all those kind of things, man. It's very important to make sure that we are in our kids' lives because um, I never forget my daughter uh, wrote a Father's Day card. I think she was like about maybe 15 or 16. And it set me free because she said in that card about how important it was that I was there. And that was my mm-hmm. promise to God is that, you know, I will I will stand. I don't care what I'm going through. I'm not leaving my daughter. So she can feel what it's like to see both of her parents at her games, her accomplishments, and all those kind of things, you know, um, graduation, just graduated from Jackson State University, you know, I am an alum of Jackson State as well, you know, and uh, so just to see that and know that I fulfill part of my promise to God is that I'll stand for this, I go through hell for that one, and, and I did, but at the end of the day, man, to see her walk across that stage was a, a huge accomplishment for her and me, for that matter. Yeah, no, and, and it's great that she's following your footsteps, you know what I mean? Like you've been in Lumet at Jackson, uh, Jackson University, and now she's graduating there, too, because I, I, I made it recently, a couple of years ago, right? I, w- I was laid off from my job, and um, I w- it was a blessing and a curse, you know what I mean? It was cursed because my daughter was just turning one, and, um, you know, I, I didn't have no way to provide it for her, you know what I mean? Like, And I just yeah. felt like a failure, but through the bell lessons that happened, I was able to go back to school um, and, and, you know, graduate with, with a degree i didn't have i didn't have to pay for any of my books no tuition nothing everything was paid for um so my, my main goal was like you know i'm gonna do whatever i gotta do because it, whether she chooses to go to college or not like i want her to show that it's possible so if i was determined to get that degree so i was like you know i want my kid to see me walk that stage so that she can see it is possible daddy did it so why can't i uh, you know so it's definitely good examples no i told my daughter that too when she went away when she uh was her uh, at her graduation party, uh, we had a little time away by the lake, and <clears throat> and I was just like, look at what you are going to do is finish. You're going to complete the task. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I said to her when she walked. I was like, you you completed the assignment, baby. You know, I just wanted to make sure you got through that. It did did some some heck of accomplishments, man. I mean, Miss Freshman, her freshman year, and you know, being a part of the SGA and things like that. Those are things that I did, and I and I and I and I told her about that. And she carved her own path, you know, pledging, you know, Delta Sigma Theta to all the Deltas out there, you know, uh, happy anniversary and all that, uh, J13. Uh, but anyway, uh, I mean, cause I, I was proud of her. She did, she she carved her own path. And, you know, I I, I, I loved every bit of her journey. You know, it was, it was some hardships there too. As a parent, I'm telling you, it's scary as hell when your parent, when your kids go away and you can't touch them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just a phone call if they're out of state. So uh, we had a few little bumps in a row, but, you know, she's a, she's a, she's a survivor, man. That thing is a fighter, and I, I love her to death. And, you know, so absolutely, bro. I feel you on being afraid as a parent, but, yeah, we're going to make mistakes, man. We're going to make mistakes all our lives, man. We're going to tell them things that we think is right, but really isn't right. But, you know, it's all a part of the learning experience. And it was crazy, too, because it wasn't so – you know, growing up, I had a lot of things that, that my parents did and didn't do, whatever, that made me feel some sort of way, you know? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I became a parent that I started to realize that they're learning 
as we're growing, like they don't got this figured out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Out, figured out, we switch up on them. You know what I mean? Like, I throw them a curveball. You know, so I have new appreciation for that and understanding, you know, of the mistakes that they made and and and, and knowing that it's not because they were trying to be harmful or like that. They just trying to figure it out like everybody else. Absolutely. You know? As I say, so it's, it's a learning curve, man. You, you know, if you got a you know, for lack of better terms, you got a bad child and you go, okay, well, where'd this child come from? I wasn't like this, you know, but I mean, they, we, they're cut different, but we still got to guide and lead them. And, and most of all, man, you got to pray over them, man. I, 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 I do. And it's, it's been, God has been a true force in my life to make sure that um, I honored my promise to him and her and he honored his to me because the fruits of my labor, man, is all coming forth now. I'm sitting here like, wow. You know, right. The post, I mean, it was like, went viral. It was like 400 and something like 466,000 people now. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Now, I wish all 466,000 people bought that book. <laughs> <laughs> here or there, man, I'm appreciative of the, the love that I'm getting from that. And, um, I, hey, man, me teaching these kids is just, it's it's my way of giving back and it just feels good. You know what I'm saying? No, definitely, definitely. And 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 speaking about like, you know, our parents and as they went up and and you know, how they're carving the path and teaching you and leaving imprints for you. Um, what was your relationship with your dad like? Uh man, my relationship with my father, it it, it was it was estranged. So, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that for me was like breaking a cycle because he wasn't there. He wasn't at any thing. I can't name one thing. I can say, yeah, my dad was at my, my high school graduation, my college graduation, or, you know, I, I, I ain't here to shit on him to be quite honest. Excuse my French, but cause I forgave him, you know, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Because I was uh, my, one of my biggest things that do, you got a daughter a granddaughter that's 22 years old and you've never met her at what point do you grow up you have an opportunity i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hold you from it as long as you don't lie to her like right, i told right. you you know don't be the, the stoop killer where i'm sitting there and i'm waiting and you no, you're gonna call me when you get here i'll pick you up and we can all get together and meet because i'll make sure that meeting happens but at what point do you want to mm. so that's that's Relationship wasn't really that great, man, you know, um, you know, but it, it taught me to be a better father and be intentional with my daughter and make sure that, you know, both of my girls got uh, got got the love they deserved and needed. No, that's beautiful. And I guess it's like you said that too, just being through that um, and not wanting to be there, be there for your daughters, you know what I mean? Like not cause the same mistakes and be at all their events because... And I said this too, you know, my, my dad was was in the house, he was home, you know, and I, and I was grateful for that, you know, because I know a lot of my friends didn't have that, you know, he would come over and, and hang out and he would treat them like their own. But I also felt kind of like a miss too, because, you know, I, I was in drama growing up in choir class and, and, you know, and all those things. And he never came to any of those events, you know, none of those graduations, none of the choirs, none of those things, you know, I mean, like I never let my mom and it got to a certain point when again, like, I didn't expect it from him either. You know, because I knew it wasn't going to happen. So I wasn't going to set myself up for that disappointment. And I was grateful that my mom and my sister would always be there for me, supporting me. Um, okay. You know, and when I graduated high school, 
I gave, I gave him more of a pass on that one because my grandfather, his dad just passed away. So he was out in Puerto Rico over there, you know, but at that point, you know, I mean, I, I put on one of his shirts, you know, for my grad, my graduation and like that, you know, to have a post with me, even though it didn't fit, but I needed my daddy somehow, you know? Yeah, um, man. Yeah, you're right. So, so, so that, that was my post there. But what I did do though, when I got married, um, you know, and I proposed to my wife and stuff and I sat him down, I said, pops, I forgive you for all those other things. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I know how you are. You're not going to be there and stuff like that. That's cool. But if you're not at my wedding, we're going to have a problem. Bro, let me stop you right there. <laughs> I did the same dang on thing, man. My father, I, 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 he was supposed to be, he was in the wedding. I allowed him, I wanted him to be a part of it, stand on my side with the rest of my boys. And my father didn't go with the rest of the fellas to go get their tux. You come marching down the aisle, Without being here next to me, it's like you had every opportunity to do this right, and you still messed that up too. So I understand that. Like I was trying to make my own personal amends by saying, "Hey, man, stand on my side, be there with me." You're sitting over there with my mother. You're supposed to be here. So again, you chose and made a choice because you wanted me to take you to go get it when I couldn't do that. I needed you to go with the rest of the fellas. You know what I'm saying? There was a reason why that was set up, not us going as an experience together. I know that would have been great, but hell, I was working. <laughs> so I couldn't go. But yeah, man, I feel you on that. And uh, yeah, man, forgiveness is everything. I'm good. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I forgave them. I don't I don't harbor any more bad feelings. It's just like, you know, I'm grown now. I, 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 I've chosen. No, don't get me wrong. It's still, a, it's, it's still a smidgen of hurt that's there. Because you're human. You know, you want, you want your parents to still experience some of the things that I see other parents, man, I sit in other people's homes and I'm like, damn, I ain't never felt that before. Right, right. Some good stuff right there. But I, let me tell you, man, Bill Cosby was my dad. He was my father. I, I, mean, I ain't gonna lie. I used to lie to women and say my dad was a doctor. I was Theo in the Cosby show, dog. I was dyslexic. I was, I mean, I was him. I had style, swag. Everybody knew me and liked me and all that. I was Theo and Bill was in my head, my daddy. So I used to lie to women that my father was a doctor. I said, make it up, man. And it, I mean, it was crazy until I got married and I had to tell the truth to my my um, my wife. I, I had to, you know, let her know that I, I made that up. That was all for me to build up my self-esteem because I was broken. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but yeah, that was, that was a crazy time in my life when I had to do that too, bro. <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's funny that you say that too because that that's how I felt too. Like I watched a lot of sitcoms growing up, you know what I mean? Uh, Uncle Phil, Carl Winslow, you know, Mr. Feeney, all these things, and all those guys that I seen, and I created the image of what my perfect dad would have been like, you know. And yeah. then it was it kind of was it built like a little bit more of tension because I was looking, I'm like, look at all these dudes on TVs, like being there for their kids, and you can't do that for me. Like I'm seeing this 24 seven all day long, and you're not stepping up, you know. So so. But but it goes back to that, like you said, you know, it's important for, for us ourselves to give that forgiveness, to, to get that yeah. off our chest, not to carry that weight anymore. Because, oh, yeah. you know, it is so dangerous. Like a lot of people hold that blame and it's so toxic to yourself and damaging. And if you don't let it go, man, you you, you can't really function properly. Absolutely. You know? That's right. Yeah. You know, so so now, like you said, you got to... Um, you have two girls, right? We were talking before, and and you know, being everything that you experienced and raising your, your your girls, what was something that you wanted to instill in them that they carried on that was important for you? Well, integrity is everything to me. Like you know, I won't let anybody you know damage that 
you know, because I know I'm a good guy. I don't, I don't, I ain't in your business. I don't care about it. But being a good person, respect yourself and others. But one of the most important things, be a freaking lady. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I mean, that's important because, I mean, you know, hopefully there is a person that will respect you. There's still some idiots out there. But being a lady causes you to move a certain way mm-hmm. and to recognize things because I had to put my daughter up on game based off of who I was. You know, I was I was off the chain as a young guy. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, so I, I I had to put her up on that game. You know, this is what I'm saying. Dude doing this, let me tell you, this is what he's really doing, baby. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, your daddy was off the chain growing up as a as a youngster. And, um, you know, I grew up fast. You know, I, I was drinking in middle school, you know, uh, smoking in high school and college, you know what I'm saying? But all those things, man, I don't do anymore. You know, I may have occasional, you know, cocktail, but to teach my, my girls that was important. Now, my, my oldest daughter is my stepdaughter, which is still my daughter. You know, right, right. her mom, we got a little estranged for a second. And then she recognized the consistency that I had with my daughter. And they're 10 years apart, by the way. And she kind of came back around and made me the happiest dude in the world because she taught me how to be a father because I was her father first. You know, so to put all that in her and then to break her heart when I separated from my mom and, do, and later divorced, you know, I lost that relationship for a while. And that part broke me. Now we're we're great, you know what I'm saying? And 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 I'm I'm totally complete because yes, I put a ring on her finger too. When I married her mom, I put a ring on her finger as well. Right. You know, so it was one of those things that, you know, it was important to me that she understood what a man looked like and how a man moved. And she even said that later is that she like, man, I, I miss not getting that from you. But now we're 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 back, man. We're back on track. No, that's a beautiful thing, man. I'm glad to hear that. I know it's it's and it's important to to you know let them know that it's because they're not together, things didn't work out. Like it got nothing to do with the kids. And I've learned that from my, my mom because my and um, a lot of people know this about me, but I got I got a, a brother, right? He's a middle child, he had a different mom though. Um mm-hmm. but my mom never treated him any different you know what i mean like anytime she, she introduced him that's my son these are my kids you know there was no uh my, my husband's thing or anything like that there was no separation so i was blessed that my mom took the high road in that situation you know right. and, and every time we seen her like when we go to puerto rico because he lived out there with his mom and they would you know she would go to her house and pick him up i never seen any tension never any argument no hatred nothing no remorse at all it was completely cordial you know what i mean like yeah you know it wasn't, they weren't the best of friends, but they respected each other enough. And li- at least for us, you know, as the kids, we didn't see any of that the, the behind the scenes. All we just seen was a loving family, people that respected each other and going on. And, and that was so important to, to all of us. Um, and, you know, I commend my mom for being that kind of woman and showing me that, you know, as, as growing up, that what's really important, you know? Yes, absolutely. You know, kudos to moms too, man, because that's important, man, you know, no kid wants to feel like they're an outsider when they are part of your life. Right. So I mean, we have to, you know, I mean, it's the same way like that with my students, man. You know, I tell you, I mean, I know we kind of, I kind of, I'm going to jump on this for a second. There was a young man that came to my classroom and he just had, he just wanted to talk about some things and, you know, just to speed this up. I, and I told him in the conversation, I said, I love you, son. You know what I'm saying? I I, I see great things in you. Man, you know that man, brother, your boy broke down crying, man, because he ain't never heard another man tell him he loved him. 
So, I mean, people don't understand how important it is. I mean, we got to be careful how we handle kids, but, you know, because there's some, there's some fools out there. But for the most part, man, I'm hard on these kids, but I love hard on them too. I make sure they understand that I am that person that they can come to and, 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 and to be doing this for like 18 years, man, and, and watch kids I know from kindergarten who are grown people with little babies and families now. It, it was amazing, but to watch them grow through the pains that they went through, dad's in jail, I had to deal with situations with that. And I mean, it was, it's, man, being a teacher, man, folks don't understand that we get a, we get a, we get a, a bad rap sometimes because of, you know, how we have to handle situations. It's that we won't, we, we ain't, well, some of us, I can't speak for everyone. I'm not here to hurt your child. I'm here to put, I'm here to breathe life into them, even when you're not doing it. Because I know some of the parents I deal with, they ain't doing that. Them, them kids are hurting. And mm-hmm. I try to do my best to make sure I uh, breathe life into these kids, man, and, and, and guide them. And show them that there's people out here that will care for you. I, I mentor all of them. If they all want it, we are, some of them still have my phone number, man. I, I mean, when they get older, I, I got them. Whatever I can do. And then that's bold, man. And I commend teachers so much, you know, just growing up because I know how important they were to me. I mean, the connections that I have with some of my teachers. But then also, you know, going in and, and, and through this whole pandemic, trying to be a homeschool parent, you know, and teaching them and, and the amount of patience, even with my own child is just, and then I look at it, I'm like, these teachers got to do it with like 20 some odd kids, you know, and trying to educate them and guide them that that's just a whole level of respect. And for you, my question is like, I mean, what what drove you to become a teacher? Was it something that you wanted to do? Or it kind of landed to you? Like, how did that come apart uh, for you to be? <laughs> Man, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> again, remember I shared with you, I was homeless. Mm-hmm. And um, being that my background, I was working for uh, a publication, Upscale Magazine at the time. And, you know, when I went through a separation, I, I lost my job. I mean, I lost everything, bro. I mean, it was like, it's like everything just came down on me. And, you know, had a degree, you know, but I was working in my field. I was working in uh, corporate and advertising for for the company and loving my job. And I just couldn't help that it, uh, it, it ended. But, um, you know, it was just one of those things that I was just like, wow, I, I don't know how... I'm going to do this. And then a friend of mine, I sit on a board for this um, nonprofit and she was just like, man, look, call this guy. And so I started substitute teaching and saved my life, man. And it, it was, it was consistency for me because I was good at it. And I, I, I started to really like it. And so I just kept on doing it. And I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to teach to my daughter graduate from college. And like I shared earlier, she just graduated December the 10th uh, of 2020. And this is it for me because I want to do it my way now. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I stuck to the plan. I said, I'm going to do this until she graduates from college. And I, so I can have a little bit more stability and just understanding that it, it, it'll ground me, humbling myself with, you know, staying in a one bedroom apartment, driving a, a, a used car, not a new car. You know, I had plans and I didn't want that to deviate. I didn't want to deviate from that by flossing and I got to look like, I don't care what you think. She is my main purpose and goal to be like, okay, she's good. We're good. You know, it wasn't always the best, but we made it through, man. And she accomplished her goal. I'm good. So now I'm in a great uh, situation, putting this book out. I got other things on the rise, man. It's just a beautiful thing to know that, again, I stood. I stood. 
No, definitely. And I think it just goes back to, um, man, the, the Lord works in mysterious ways, man. Absolutely. And, 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 and it's so crazy because, um, you know, like you said, you know, you ended up being homeless and all those things and it puts you in a really tough situation, but it mm-hmm. puts you in a better situation, what you need to do, you know, ended up being a teacher and, and everything that's been opened up, up to you with everything that's coming along and with the book and, 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 and um, you know, your programs and everything. And I can understand that too, because that's how I felt too. When I lost my job at this company, like I just thought like it was over. But as I started seeing, like, again, being the opportunity to go to school, you know, having my son starting his podcast, getting out there, like all these things will really help to get my mind ready for what I'm really destined to do. And this is what I feel is it, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, this is where I'm supposed to be. So I think that I'm so grateful for those hard times because they help make me who I am and everything that's going on. And for you, it helped you build you. And now you started the whole, the art etiquette. Now, how did, how did that come to be? And was that something that was in your mind or was that also just... Uh, Teaching wasn't in my mind, brother. So, you know, <laughs> but uh, because I was an artist, like you know, there's a piece behind me right now. Uh, it's a it's a drawing that I did. Uh, I don't know if you can see it, but anyway, it's a picture of me with a tie on, and I put the photos in a tie, and that tie is called "Tied to My Daddy." That's all pictures of my daughters in the in the tie, the mm-hmm. photo. But uh, you know, being an artist, I was teaching art. And it was like, okay, the first year at this one school, the new school that I was at, I'm at now, I've been there for five years. Um, the other one was like 14 or so. So yeah, this is my 19th year. Um, so uh, I was sitting in the classroom first year and I was, you know, Thanksgiving time. I, so I was like, you know what? We're going to do place settings where you guys can take this home and set it on your table and set the table when you get at home and you can decorate it any way you want, you know, be creative. And so the second year, I was looking at them like, man, it's a business. I could, wait a minute, I could turn this into something. So I got to tell my kids all the time, y'all encourage this. I, I didn't just come up with this. I looked at you and I saw opportunity to be able to build something that was positive, something that my grandmother taught me. So my grandmother taught me about setting the table. That's, that's what my book is about. And I'll get into that in a second. But you know, to watch these kids do that, then I said, you know what, let me go a step further. Let me teach you all how to set the table. So I brought my own stuff in and it's like, okay. So I basically, the sum all this up is I took art and I took etiquette and I brought it together because the kids don't really have a, a, the mindset to sit there for hours or an hour or so and learn about etiquette. because It's, it's going to be boring to them. So I kind of bring art into it to make it fun and, and, and make it, you know, a little bit more, you know, to the point where they can actually remember things because using art along with it causes them to remember where the fork goes, where the knife goes, where the spoon, the cup and glass, all that kind of stuff. So that's why I came up with that. And then I just took it a step further and created after school programs. And, you know, um, as a, as a black man, I did the research. I haven't found another brother. Somebody do tell me because I love me another black man out there teaching kids about etiquette and manners. You know, we can mentor kids and tell them what not to do, you know, tell them the, the angst of life. And no, I teach them how to have poise, have grace, how to be a gentleman, how to be a lady. I raised two. I got one. So I, I, I can do that too. I know what I like in a woman, you know, and, and, and if you don't have that level of respect for yourself, I, that ain't who I want. So I teach my boys the same thing about opening the door for for, for the girls and putting out the, the chair for girls and things like that. I teach them that 
to do it for their mothers and their sisters really first because mm-hmm. I teach elementary level kids. But they have fun with it, man. I, in all honesty, they really actually enjoy it. You know, they go, oh, man, I don't want to do this, Miss Love. But when they start doing it, man, and the girls go, thank you. And I teach them that. And then they push it. So it becomes this whole thing, man. Just expose them. You know, I ain't saying you got to wear suits every day. I do. I love suits. Hey, I'm sitting up here right now in a blazer and my uh, brand of my book right there. By the fact, you know, always there you about go, there you go. <laughs> Of my book, you know, but it's still for me, it's about having that style and grace. I sound like Biggie, but um, that's that's that thing that I try to project, but I also allow them to be themselves. And I say that I, I had some people, man, on a, on, a, on one of these posts that went viral. Brother said, he was like, man, you teach them how to be pimps and players. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and then I had another brother say that, man, Bill Gates and Elon Musk don't wear suits. I'm saying, fool, yes, they do. They had to. And if they did, they did it in the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. you can create who you're going to be and as successful as you are. You can wear sweats and a T-shirt and a hat. If you're that successful, check out Russell Simmons. He stayed true to the hip-hop culture. But for the most part, teaching them how to have the manners to get through the front door, to get to the elevator, saying good morning and good afternoon to the security guard, but you come in with that white tin of sagging pants, excuse me, son, where, where, where are you trying to go? No, I, I at least want to get you to the elevator, young brother, to get up the stairs to get to who you're trying to get to because they're going to stop you looking a certain way in most cases. Not all, I'm not going to say, but in most cases. Yeah, no, definitely. It started, it started based off of me observing the kids and seeing something incredibly special because I got to share my grandmother with my kids by doing just that. So my book is a legacy book because every utensil and place setting is a family member in the book. And I tell that story through that. And that's a beautiful thing because I think like, like we said, we had a phone call a couple of days ago and um, yeah, I told me that story about about the young man trying to, you know, get to the elevator, which I thought was very, very important. And, and they need to understand that too, because, you know, you're not trying to sit there and be somebody else, but you got to understand how to play the game. You know what I mean? Like, we know what the rules are. There's no how to play the game so that you can be successful. You know, and then at that point, you can create your own rules. You know what I mean? But you can't get a seat at the table. We got to get a seat at the table first. You got to get into the game first. Yep. Um, and I say that people ask me about dressing and everything. It's like, when you understand the rule, you can break the rule a little bit. You can deviate from the rule, but as long as you honor the rule, you can kind of do some things that are a little different, but you have to position yourself I mean, look at Jay-Z. I mean, hey, you look at him like, brother, look crazy as heck with that hairstyle, but that's his. Jay just like, I don't care. I am, I am him. And I can do that, you know? And I'm like, brother, I got mad love and respect for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Jay fan all day. And, you know, um, I appreciate that about him is that, you know, he spits the knowledge, but you know what I'm saying? I, I enjoy giving it back to the kids, man, because you can put them up on game, young man, and, and see them move a certain way, bro. I'm telling you, when I put them jackets on them boys, man, you can say what you want, but they stand up straight. They, yes. they got certain swag. Like, in the video, if you watch, a couple of them got the coolest little walks, and I'm like, you know, and I hear them talk when I'm, when I because I had, I raised, um, raised money, and I got donations for the blazers and suits. I got suits, all kind of stuff, man. Shoes, belts. I went out to the Goodwills and bought all kind of stuff for all these kids because I'm still not done. That's just a pre 
sequel to the what's about the, the uh, prelude to what's about to go on. So it's more to come, but that was just a prelude, bro. So trust me, when I get ready to drop what they're about to look like and do, it's going to be amazing. But I appreciate the donations of those people because they got an opportunity to see a little bit of what I'm trying to do and the confidence that, that I'm instilling in these young boys my girls in my school mad at me right now because I ain't doing it for them. You know what I'm saying? So right now I, I'm telling them, I'm saying, I, I got to take care of them so they can later take care of you. You got to understand that. Having a, You have a son. You got to understand. That's, that's one of the things, man. You got to make sure he's good so that he understands how to take care of that, that young lady because our community is so broken and backwards right now. You know, I was raised by women, you know, so there were certain mm-hmm. things that I allow when I, I allow myself not to do as a man that I later had to figure out. That's the whole learning thing. You know, we have to go through is that those women in my life were doing the work and I was sitting there like, so is this what women supposed to do? That's what you're seeing. So that's kind of like, if you haven't been taught that or seen it, that's what you continue to do. Allow women to do the work. No, you can't, you know, we got to be the man of the house. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I was at that too, man. I was, I was, raised by majority women. Like I said, my dad was in the house, but my mom was always, always there to really take care of me and influence me and along with my sister. But also, you know, like my, my home and, you know, my family's from Puerto Rico, right? I'm really, well, not even, I mean, my daughter's like the first generation born because I was even born in Puerto Rico. I was born there, but they brought me here 20 days later. So my okay. daughter's really the first generation here um, from my side. But, you know, when we were here, my mom, my house was, was like, I used to just kind of call it the Underground Railroad, because they would come from Puerto Rico and come to our house and get themselves settled before they can go out and do their thing. So I used to have my house full of all my cousins, and the majority is, is, is all women. You know, I had five, I had about seven women at one time living in my house. You wow. know what I mean? In a two-bedroom apartment, you know what I mean? There's seven women in there, so you know what I mean? Like, it's just Man. so much influence, you know, but... They, right. they instilled me a lot on, you know, how to treat a woman right, you know, what they like, what they don't like, the do's and don'ts and stuff. And um, I wasn't, um, I mean, when I was su- su- subjected to, you know, uh, the, these music videos and them playing women and, you know, pimps and hoes and all that stuff or whatever, they, they edited, like, that's not how women's supposed to be or how they're supposed to act, you know what I mean? And, and that's kind of what I've seen, like, with with my wife, uh, you know, and, and I get to that because, you know, I've seen that and, and I've seen the type of girls that I was into before, you know, and I met my wife in high school and um, and I approached her and I was, I knew something that made me want to talk to her, but I also knew off the instance from like her or and her vibe that she's not the one to be playing those games with either, you know what I mean? Like it was a whole different type of, of, of level of respect that she demanded from her presence um, and also seeing how independent she was, you know, was also thing that was just super attractive to me, you know, and and, and that that's the type of woman that, and that's what I said too, like that's the kind of woman that I want to be around my daughter, because that's how I want her to carry herself, not to be played by these dudes and good quality straps, because I've seen that, and I know again, like you know, the girls who who don't have a strong male role model in their life, they come subject to these daddy issues that lead them to poor decisions in the future, you know, because they didn't have that strong man in their life, you know. Yeah, no, I agree, man. And I I don't knock people for what they do, but it's just things that I see, like social media especially. I'm like, man, you know, I'm a man's man. And, you know, but at the end of the day, I'll be like, sister, you ain't got to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because, A, for me, it doesn't work for me. I I, I like a woman. I like a lady that's a lady. 
You know what I'm saying? You know, all that putting it out there. I mean, that's do you. That does I at the end of the day, I get to I get to make the decision on who I want. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But for my daughter, that was one of the things that I always instilled in in, in, in her. But then my oldest is like she was 10 years older, so she's always kind of been on a straight and narrow. But my youngest, I was like, you know what? You about to go to college and guys about to come at you a certain way. You ain't gotta look a certain way to appease them. You know what I'm saying? You want somebody to be attracted to you because of who you are and your mindset, not your assets. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the assets of the physical, but more so I need you to understand that the biggest asset is the mental. And, you know, that's the most important thing for me. And she'll tell you that all day. I said, don't you go down there and mess up my name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, definitely. And, and, and this is when it back to, like I said, the young manager you're, you're helping out in your class stuff, but then seeing that. Um, number one, man, I know you say you're still taking donations and stuff. So people who do want to help or get involved with that, how can they help you or get things to you? Like, where can they go? Or how do they go about that? Well, uh, <clears throat> I, this right now, I tell I'm telling people because I shift. I have actually enough. I don't. I don't need any more clothes, and I don't want the money. But I'm creating a program for the book. So, like, if you buy a book, you buy one book on my site. I'll give another book to a kid. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a, you know, you buy, I give type situation. So. Um, you could go to my site, buy my book, and that's that's you buy one, you get that one, and I give one away to a uh, a deserving kid. Right now, um, there's a lot of them at my school that want it, but they can't afford it. So, and you can go and if you if you buy from my site, I can do that. But if you know, I also want you to be able to, you know, if you don't want to, you can go on Amazon. I am there now too, and you can purchase it. But that program is not the same from Amazon, and then I give a book because of how it's set up that, uh, with you purchasing your book through Amazon and so forth. But through me, my site, because I get them printed and then I'm able to, you know, take that and give it to a kid. So right now I'm doing that until the fall kicks back in and I'll start back up the program again with suiting up the kids and things like that. You know, so I, I don't want to just say, hey, send me your money. And I know just you know, buy the book, support that. So well, what, what's your site? What's the name of your site where they can go? Uh, Maya, it's the name of the book, MayaMannersWithMrLovins.com is the uh, website. So you can go in and check that out. You can read a little bit more about what I'm doing and uh, see some of the kids that I impact um, on the site. So again, it's MayaMannersWithMrLovins.com and on all social media. You know, I am on Facebook. I think that page is full, but The Art of Etiquette is the name of my company. Um, the Art of Etiquette on Facebook uh, and on and right now because i have a new marketing company we're transitioning the page that we're operating from right now i can't change the name over into february the second so and that will become you know our underscore etiquette you know so that's where i am right now so uh that's how you can reach out to me through um but my style matters 365 right now but it will be changing february the second all right, awesome, awesome. I'll make sure once that I'll take a lot of information, I'll tag you here and post it. I keep t- following you and, and supporting your mission because it is it is super amazing. Um, you know, I, I myself have watched that video several times, you know, and just seeing so proud and just also making me look at my little man too. Like I just can't wait till he till he gets old and really um, 
teaching him what it takes to be a true gentleman in this world um, and leaving a piece of my legacy with him um, so that he can grow up and continue going on and do the same thing with his kids because we got to break the cycle. You know, we you have to break, break that cycle um, and really show them what it is and then be there. And I've been, like I said, doing this show for some time and I'm so grateful that I've, I've been introduced to a lot of men who've been doing the same thing, but also preaching that and really working their best to break that cycle. So I feel that we are definitely moving in the right direction, especially for our culture. Um, right. So as we wind it down here for you, man, Mr. Levins, man, I got two last questions for you. So uh, right. number one, right, um, for you, what do you feel has been the best advice you received in your life? Well, first of all, you had said something and that I am to most, to a lot of young men, is that I never had a mentor. So um, a lot of this has been self-discovery for me and making a lot of mistakes. So one of the things that I guess I could say I overheard, I wouldn't say that it was directed to me, was, you know, basically never give in, give 100%, man. And that's what I do. I just, I just, I never quit. I never quit in this process, you know. So again, like I told you in the beginning with the whole homelessness stuff and my I promise to God and my daughter, and it was to stand. So definitely never give in, never give in. No, that's, that's so important too, man. That's something that I've been teaching my daughter as well too, is that, you know, she's been doing soccer things and wants to quit when things get hard or gets all frustrated and give up. I'm like, uh, in my house right now, the words can't and I give up don't exist. Don't. You know what I mean? Like I tell her right now, like if she if she says can't, like she'll, she'll catch up. I should, and I look at her dead and stop her right at track. We don't say can't. We, you know, right. saying something's hard. We need help. We can ask for help. You know, we can look for other things to do or create different things, but we don't give up and we don't say can't because we could do anything that we put our minds to. You know, and I've been reading like a lot of developing things and and, and really starting to understand how powerful a positive mindset can be. You know what I mean? Like, if you have a positive mindset, nothing's going to stop you. But if you go in things with negative attitudes, you're already lost. Yep. All day. That's the winner. You know, so so I definitely preach that to her. So, um, and I know you're doing the whole thing with the art of etiquette and, and teaching these young kids that and stuff. But now everything that you've been, like you said, if you're being self-taught and all these things being important to you, what is one piece of advice that you would offer the next generation of these younger kids so that they can prepare themselves? Well, one of, one of the things that I would do, because I did it, and it's simply change your thinking, change your life. You know, you can, you can think this way now, but you can't alter that thought by making better choices. So change your thinking, you change your life. That's pretty much what I share with them a lot, you know. You know, and, and that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate the time. And again, when I put this down, I'll make sure I tag you, uh, your website and stuff, because I definitely want people to go to you to buy that book, because the more we, books we can get these in the hands of these kids, um, the better we're going to be and definitely leave a lasting impact on them, you know, having the proper etiquette, proper manners. Um, and really, like we said, just breaking the cycle, because that's the goal. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Indeed. Like, break the cycle. And, you know, sisters, you know, let me apologize for for me and for a lot of other brothers you know, but you guys got to understand, too, at some point, you got to raise up. I mean, these are choices that that, that we both made, but you got to know the choice you make with the man you with. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying, I ain't perfect, but I'm trying to be the best man I can be, not only for me, but for my community. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if, believing in us, and I know a lot of you may say, I believe in my man, and I did this, I know I'm kind of deviating, but we got to work together, man. We got to break this vicious cycle because our kids are hurting with the division of mother and father. 
I, 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 I give, I give, man, look, I give my ex-wife mad love because she's a great mom to, to our daughter. I mean, fantastic. You know what I'm saying? We co-parented through that situation. You know, it wasn't easy for us. You know, a lot of things happened in the separation and divorce, but when it came to our daughter, hey, we was we was locked in. It was she, she got it. You know, and the best that we could. You know, at that time. So life, life is a trip, but. You know, let's let's just break this vicious cycle and <clears throat> and work to build our kids to be great and speak life into them. You know, don't always try to break them because you're talking about them because you're going through what you're going through. It's not their fault. They can't change it. You know what I'm saying? They can't put money in your pocket unless you teach them how to become an entrepreneur young and or put them in a in a position if they're creative or if they have this talent, position them to be great. Then they can possibly help you later. If you ain't gonna be able to get there, they can. So that's my whole uh, soapbox. <laughs> well, nah, man. Again, well, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you sitting down and talking to me, man. It's been a wonderful conversation. I definitely want us uh, definitely stay in contact. I got a couple of people who I who I work very closely with who have their own missions that are pretty big around here who actually said they wanted to meet you. Um, and really do uh, connect with you. So I'm going to get y'all linked up too um, to, to do some wonderful things because part of his mission, right, um, that he does is, is really promoting against gun violence, especially talking to the youth uh, and stuff like that. And um, he has a daughter out there in Atlanta. Uh, so I know he's out there every once in a while too. So I said, listen, I'm, I'm going to link y'all up. I'm going to link y'all up. Please do. Please do. I look forward to it, man. I think that the more, man, let me tell you, I, I, I work with another organization called kingstreet.com. Uh, it's for the community. But I'm working with brothers, man, and it's nothing. I, don't, I ain't taking nothing from sisters, but right now, brothers got to come together and do something incredibly positive to change the way our community is looking, the way our homes are. Look, I mean, all of this, man. So, I look forward to working with black men, men for that matter, but black men especially, man, so that we can figure this thing out and be a better resource to one another, other than you know, putting each other down or figuring out how to, how, how I'm going to take what's yours. Oh, brother, if I can help you, let me help you. But don't come in and count my money. You know what I'm saying? You got to understand my value and your value. If you want to get there, allow me to help you get there. But I, hey, I ain't trying to take advantage of you, but we just got to break this vicious, vicious cycle and thought process that we have when it comes to helping one another and supporting each other, man. It's, you know, just because you gave me the money for the book and I become successful. I'm helping kids, man. It's ain't all about me just being successful. I love the fact that I get to show the kids that they saw their teacher at this point and now their teacher's doing this and then he's coming back and reaching back, supplying them with what they need to be great. That's my mission. Simple as that. No, I definitely enjoy And the impact that you're leaving on them too because like you said, they're going to see somebody, you know, from where they are, you know, from their neighborhood, what they're doing and accomplishing so much more success. It makes it more believable for them. Like, you know, it is possible. I've seen him do it. I can do it too, you know, and really leave that impression on it. So, I mean, continue doing what you're doing, man. It's a beautiful thing, man. I wish you nothing but success um, and many, many blessings, man. So thank you so much for sitting down with me. And I always like to tell everybody out there, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed, everybody. I don't appreciate you. Oh.